super scary. Especially when I'm mad. The evil comes out. <laughs> the evil. Okay, I'm gonna stop now. Not gonna lie, if you've ever seen Loud Leo, come on. He's on Twitch. I don't think he's on Kick. Um, I think he's on YouTube though. You can find him there. Love Livak Moon. And he. <laughs> that's his gonna ASMR. It's hilarious. I love it. Shenanigans ASMR. So that's my kind of. I really relax with this kind of stuff and then I like to um, do ASMR. Well, be silly. Anyway, so. Um, yeah. Last week I was very sick and uh, yeah, full moon again, always kind of like, I don't have any jewelry at all, like this is how uh, tense I was, like everything that was touching me was like too much. Um, and I use jewelry because it helps with the, um, I find it really helps with the process because uh, silver is a great conductor and so it, it does help it's like you know using stones it's they're just um they're tools that help us and uh, we um in a way help them because we turn them on with the energy so um, i see a symbiotic relationship with all this stuff and uh, part of the reasons why i always treated my stuff well and I do uh, brutal shit to stuff too sometimes like you know we all throw stuff we're all angry sometimes um, but I try not to because um, it has its own um, energy and I just always feel like oh how would I feel you know if I sure you're applying your human feelings to things but um, who's to tell you that um, you know, like respect all, you know, like I always go back to that one law inside of me where um, I always think, you know, ultimately um, that's how I work with my inner child, basically, when my inner child, you know, likes to come out and do shit and sometimes you can't stop it until it's done and then what, you know, you just work with it, you have to work with it because otherwise it's going to be on repeat and I don't know you but I don't like um, acting up and being an idiot about stuff uh, it just doesn't feel good and the inner child knows this but it's what it knows um, it, it knows it's not good but it, it's an evil it knows and so it stays with it because it's survival and so when we take the time with ourselves to go through this and to be kind and to really show up for ourselves daily and to enjoy it, then this also is done toward others from us because first we treat ourselves in a very harsh way and then we treat others in a harsh way. So my inner child can be a real bee when she, and she's not wrong in what she's saying, but the delivery is so fucking brutal and I tell her, dude, if you talk to me like that, I'll fucking tell you to, you know, take a hike. It's like, this is so um, aggressive and so unnecessary, and I have to work with it. I still do. It's When it comes out, it's like, holy shit, you know? And I, you have to work with stuff. 
like that because it's not really help, it's more need. When you find the need to do it and you do it regularly and you show up regularly, you realize that that's when that's when you really have worked enough with yourselves where you you just give yourself enough love, basically. You know? And it's really hard for people who've been abused to give themselves love. It's like breathing, you know, when people make jokes about, oh, remember to breathe, it's like, go oh, fuck yourself. Because if you, if you ever had so much trauma, it's funny, like, I am always joking about shit, but you can tell that they're doing it to be assholes, and their intention comes through, but it's not just you feeling it, because you're being victimized, it's, their intention is obvious. So my reaction, my inner child is, fuck you, and my iron child goes, well, you know, yeah, I mean, I would just tell them, hey, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> it's the same result, honey, my little inner child, but you're not lowering yourself to that level. And when you tell them, fuck you, you're sending them shit energy, even if you don't want to see it. And you're like, oh, I'm just sending them back their energy. So I have these tapping conversations with my inner child. It's really useful when you just allow it to come out and you observe it and then you go holy shit because you can really see what's there in those moments if you just instead of trying to stop the process you just start tapping don't judge it without tapping don't do anything that doesn't feel like love without tapping then you have your solution it's really not that difficult guys i know um i appreciate what uh for example the method Dawson, dr Dawson church teaches you you know, Amanda on Tuesday, tomorrow, hopefully I'm feeling good, and we're doing Tapping Tuesday with Amanda. You know, it's like if every streamer said, okay, on Tuesday, Amanda is streaming live for an hour. Let's all, you know, stream. I tap along her, I share her stream, but I'm tapping in my stream along with her. And it's like a tree of streams. Imagine that, for example. So I support different people because ultimately when we all put the energy together in the same space-time, you know, there is a huge wave that is much bigger than we do on our own. I'm not doing this because I want the attention. I do not like to be on camera. I absolutely don't like it. That's why you will see me, you know, steaming, they call it. I play with my hair, and then I'll just tap. It's the best steaming ever. And you'll see me do all these things, because ultimately, um, I'm not really someone who likes to be in the so-called spotlight, but we do what we do, because it's the best way to get there. In reality, it's faster when you stream something and a lot of times i prefer just voice myself because i'm very much a tonal kind of person but um you know once i hear and i feel i i see it all it's insane however um i really also enjoy just you know this other aspect of thing when i don't master something i like to learn it's just you know it's like fuel to me and sometimes I'm really, a part of me is like some patient, you know, the part of me that is uh, sick, for example, and that's where you see a heart uh, chakra blockage somewhere, and that's from the, 
you know, being neglected and not being really wanted and not being really loved from a place of actual love, but more from a place of, I have to love you because you are my child and, but not because there was a real affinity and real energy uh, synchronicity where you know, you actually appreciate this child. I was a burden to them and they let me know in so many ways. And even when they were trying to love me, I couldn't take it. Uh, a part of me was always like, this is like bullshit because my inner child in fetus form, and Dr. Gahramati talks about this, you know, remembers when my dad went to my mom and said, you know, have an abortion, but it was illegal back then. They both thought about it. They both told each other, you know, that, oh, she wanted it, he wanted it. And they both told me when I was, like, in my 20s, and I'm like, I was younger with my dad and stuff, but anyway, I was, like, 19. I was young, but still, you know, it's because I had years and years. Like, I never did not have trauma. That's was hate. So they weren't neglectful like other parents are. My dad never drank, my ne never did drugs, my mom neither, you know. And uh, she cooked and she actually did a lot more than other parents did. But it was external work. The truth is when you inside of you look at your newborn child and you think, oh my God, she's not as cute as my male child. I feel, you know, so bad for her. She's gonna have such a hard life. Look at those huge ears. Look at that mark she has here. She cannot stop crying. Oh, I'm fucking pain in the ass. I'm so tired. And even if you love your child a lot, I understand that exhaustion. It's not. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, but this is what went down. Do you really think a child can possibly feel wanted and loved and accepted? Of course, that child will feel neglected. And anything you tell that child after is going to be... The unconscious, the survival is like, this is such fucking bullshit. This is such fucking bullshit. That's why. So a lot of times, it's just shit that happened to us. Not because these people wanted to do that to us. It's because these people couldn't do anything else. They were hurting themselves. They did the best they could. And unfortunately, it wasn't very awesome, right? But it wasn't their intention to do that so it's not wanting to hurt you however your inner child doesn't give a shit about that your inner child just says i'm hurting fuck you and if you don't respect that you'll never get over that so with tapping when you cannot respect that feeling inside of you it's okay that's where you're at but tap on it don't do it without tapping if you are not in a state of love tap even if it's five minutes, it will be good. And if all of us reminded each other of this, and if all of us helped each other, and created spaces for each other to do this together, it'll be so much easier, you know? Imagine if every streamer learned clinical EFT techniques and applied a video like this in their stream somehow, and shared tapping on a regular basis with their audience. <laughs>
have to pretend I am very dominant with her because she is a herder and anyone around, I keep joking, they're all your cows, you're herding them all. All our, our neighbors, all these people, they're all cows, they're your, or sheep, whatever you want. You know, and she keep making jokes that when she goes crazy, I just, I go with my brr voice. And oh, she, I, I'm scaring her. <laughs> and I tell her, come And then I have to do all these steps, you know, with her. And you have to be consistent because it's like working with the unconscious, basically. Working with a dog, actually, is very similar than working with the unconscious. It's just, um, the difference is that when you start working with your powerful brain, you have a lot of answers, and animals are very smart, and when we get free of our own bullshit, our animals also get free of their own bullshit, because our animals are actually here to help us, they are like this very high vibrational beings who are here to support us, and they came as animals, and it's, uh, it's like a lot of, um, you'll see that they have their own bullshit going on, but the way they deal with it is so much more advanced than us. And people think it's primal, but it's actually the opposite when you really observe them. That's just my, it's not all animals. They're all kind of like different. Okay, Fufu's going mental right now in the back, because of course, you know, she, she's in the bedroom being silly right now, calling her sister. She's going like that. These are my dogs, yes, my two bitches, and I'm the third one. No, I'm the big bitch, I always tell them. No, don't fucking, don't fuck around with your mommy. Your human mama is gonna kick your ass. So anyway, uh, so, but she was abused, right? So for her hands and stuff, you know, even when you go close to her, if you're irate, she recoils. It's like, that's why they call her spoon. Also, she always sleeps in a spoon position. She's really adorable, the one in the funny position there. Um, and so I'm also teaching her, just because my voice is raising doesn't mean I'm gonna hit you. I'll never hit you. It's just not gonna happen. And that's bottom line. So they carry trauma inside of them and then their health is affected too. So the other dog, the black dog, loves ASMR last night. <laughs> Actually, it was funny, we had someone over and the little dog was licking his ears and we were joking how that was, you know, complete surround sound, ear licking ASMR from a dog. It was so funny. <laughs> oh god. I really couldn't stop laughing. Anyway. This means that they love when we do ASMR and stuff because they just relax so much. Yeah. So it's really nice to relax. So if you watch those videos that I shared before, again, do the exercise of tapping all along and you will see a huge difference when you hear people talk and stuff or have a tapping video going. Because when our eyes see anything, even in the periphery of our eyes, our unconscious brain is actually picking up everything. So if you're trying to help people get over this blockage of wanting to use tapping and you have a tapping video constantly going, eventually that will also work, and that's why I've been doing it. So if more people did this, it will occur a lot faster. Um, it's what we do that matters, not what we can do. And when you focus on what you can do, then it's, you know, you go internally in, in the sense that it's not so much about 
um, fixing, it's more about integrating what's already perfect inside of you that is just momentarily a little out of place and is being misused because um, those who know um, and have been using this kind of stuff more than you um, have sort of, you know, helped it become a little fucked up. So when you tap on your karate shop point, you're just fixing that sort of um, energetic uh, misalignment and you're bringing it into coherence. And so from that point, you can see what works for you and what doesn't. Because then you have access to your internal compass, which is what makes it possible to be achieved. Sorry. So anyway, last week I did a lot of different stuff, but I was in pain and I was crying. I was howling from the pain I was in. And it was really weird how it would come around in the evening especially. And you know how when they use certain energetic, some people call them energetic weapons, which, you know, that's what they are. It makes you think of Star Wars a bit, right? Um, yeah, they're using power, like uh, electromagnetic waves and all kind of stuff. And you can point it so clearly at just one target. And a lot of times, uh, that's what I feel is almost happening. And it's, you know, people all around friends that I have all around uh, who tell me that they were also feeling like shit and um, not here, you know, they're on the other side of the earth. So it's uh, definitely uh, this energetic stuff they're doing and so the real, on, the real only is escape, if you want to call it that, or I call it solution, is to get our energetics to go at a higher frequency because when you're really high frequency, it doesn't bother you. Um, it just doesn't. You don't even feel it. That's the thing. And that's where uh, eating better helps a lot because, you know, fruit and veggies are the highest energetic frequency. And uh, they really do um, make a big difference when we, you know, like I personally wish I could have, um, if, if I was right now in a place where I just had fruit and veggies around me, I would just eat fruit and veggies. I would be like the happiest person. I would love being a farmer and just, you know, having, you know, like being there in that kind of setting. That's what I always wanted. That's why we moved here. I never moved here to be in a city. And I don't enjoy it. Um, I like libraries. I like a lot of things, you know. Yes, I used to love to go to the orchestra for a couple of years there when I couldn't afford it and, you know, I really did enjoy it. It wasn't super expensive, by the way, it's just I was really fucking always so broke. And I always wanted to have pets because um, I need my companions there, my companions. And um, that's what nature and animals allow me to not, uh, you know, for a long time allowed my inner child to basically not hate every fucking human being that was an asshole. <laughs> they sort of brought that down and showed me, no, you know, be compassionate, like they are with each other, where they teach each other, like if you see a, a female dog or a cat teaching their children, they are very effective, but they're very loving. And so as a child, I had exposure to this thanks to my mom, right? So they weren't neglectful. These parents tried, you know, to do so much more. My grandma would have never even done this stuff 
as on my, my mom did because she didn't even have the mental ability because she was really traumatized as a young child where you know she went through two wars her mom died at nine so she had some major trauma and her sister her younger sister and so um you know this is intergenerational trauma that a lot of us are clearing and it's a bit of a workout right but if we do it in the right way which is you know using EFT techniques you can apply everything you learn from Dr. Gabor Matei from all these other great uh, doctors who actually do share truths but you can bring it in your own power right now and that's what we want because once we are in our power yes you can still get chronically sick at times because you know my inner child i worked hard on the money thing i told you this would happen and of course three days of fucking uh one day and a half honestly i was like fuck this why am i fucking here and i reverted back to my old self i yelled at my roommate it was a shit show around here because you know i was so triggered in the past and so i was observing all of this going, okay, now I know. Because now I know how to tap on that. And that's the other thing I want to tell you. So that's what we're going to do. It's not just the money thing, right? The money thing has brought upon all these old patterns. And so that's my journey. That's what I'm going to tap on. So the tapping regularly is the first step and always is the most important. Tapping when we're not in a state of love each and every time. Three to five minutes. That's what the science up until now has shown. Uh, I keep following Dr. Um, all these people who do science because I enjoy uh, learning the latest stuff and trying to apply it. It makes sense, right? When we learn how the brain works, um, then we can work it at our advantage, of course, and actually get real benefit from it. So it's very important to just be consistent and sometimes in our journey especially when we're really sick it's very hard to be consistent and i know how it feels um to be in that position it's all kind of different for all of us but i can't relate let's say that okay so if you're ever in that position remember i know discord is not really that private if People are worried about being spied on and stuff, but we're spied on everything. And I personally don't have really anything to hide because I don't have anything. That is a, it's sort of a value. There is a certain solace in not having any material good because nobody's trying to steal it because you don't have it. <laughs> However, I understand your worry. So if you have other platforms you'd rather be on, let me know. You know where we can have a group is it facebook is it uh telegram um i'm trying you know to uh help that autistic side of me that has a really hard time changing certain patterns uh to come on board and so um you know if anybody wants to help as well please you know reach out and just know that um It's not really um, that I, I'm not working on stuff. It's just I have my own troubles and I speak about them. So you realize that 
determined and knowledgeable from real life experience, not just books, people have also deep troubles in figuring out certain things. And it's because we all have that trauma and we also feel each other's trauma. And there's many times where it's not really my pain, it's someone else's pain, but I am here to help even out the curve as well, just like other many others are. So it's give and take, you know? That's how energy always does work. Just like anything, like, you know, they talk about in Nigers, how with stuff. It was really an interesting talk with Eric Dupay, where he was talking about natives and how, uh, you know, stuff you don't own, it's like, it's true, like, crystals are not yours, you're just working with them right now, they always go what they're needed, and um, it will happen in a way where, you know, it's not someone coming and stealing it from you, that's, you know, stealing, it's just, um, Nobody really has the right to own land in the way that the human law is pushing. And it's all done just to control so they can tax you for something that was given to you by the creator of all of us. So all these mines, water, like the reason why people fight over shit is because they've been taught to fight over them. But naturally, we wouldn't fight over them. Because just like Eric Dubay talks about, you know, like, um, you find a piece of land, you build your house, you know, you do your thing. Um, we know that that's your, your space, like someone else coming in your space is someone else coming in your space. So at some point it's not that difficult to get along and it's intended for those of us who are, you know, not riding on fear. However, they try and regulate everything because it's out of controlling, trying to control. You know, it's like with all these different genders issues. Uh, it's not that the problems are the genders themselves even. Uh, who cares if people want to identify as an apple, go for it. I don't really, it doesn't change my life in any way. If you're happy, it actually makes me happier because I like to be around happy people. However, when they're trying to regulate things and put people in jail for this and that, that shows that uh, there is fear there and they're using the fact that the pain that some people have gone through by being ostracized and, and someone who has been ostracized and felt neglected all of life because of um, you know undeniable life events without intention but the events happened so uh, the people don't have to want to hurt you to hurt you but they're still hurting you and it's a fact and so when you look at just the facts, um, you know, yes, you may intend to do good, but if you're ignorant of something and you just don't go and learn about stuff from, you know, failing, and then you change and you learn and you expand, you are also complacent with the wrong shit that is going on. And so the universe is going to send you more and more messages to wake you up, and they're not going to be as nice. And so that's where... There's a difference between people where some people realize that, look, I smell gas. I don't know. I, I have a nose of a dog. I smell gas. Sorry. Let me change. I have a gas.
so nice and you can enjoy it for your ducks. Um, it smells really like it gives you headaches. It's terrible with the gas leaks here. Yeah, like anyway, that's another story. Um, so like yeah, it's also like I have gas leaks. I have poop. So I have a lot of exposure to uh, crap that can be hard on our body. And on top of it, they keep spraying <laughs> these solar refraction project, you know, um, all this crap that uh, heavy metals that are found in nature in rare form for a reason because they are very damaging to our nervous system, like mercury, you know, and I used to put them mercury in our teeth and I, <laughs> my molars are fucking destroyed from what they've done since I was a child, because they lie and they lie and they do work when they don't need to, this is proven. So over time, you know, like, if you want to have good teeth, listen to some of my about shit, eat properly and go listen to Dr. Robert Moore's TV and that's what, you know, at, at this point, I don't know, I need a miracle, but <laughs> hey, I'm open to this, but it does give you other health issues, right? And so, for me, eating really well is so important and that's why I'm so sensitive also to anything that is, you know, affecting the nervous system. So the last, you know, week was horrible. And today they've been spraying shit time, so I, you know, tomorrow it's probably gonna smell. I'm open-minded though that maybe you know, a miracle will happen. But you can, you know, and they use helicopters too. I think to do it now. It's just too high there because you know they're always kind of like when we catch on to something, they change it slightly. But my body doesn't lie, just like Doctor Kermatier says, and. You know, when there's certain things lined up, and then on top of it, maybe I have um, five timbits or, you know, sweets, artificial crap. Uh, it can be vegan, but it's garbage. Or, you know, I have too much sodium, or like I was having with the soups, I, I cut out, like I cut the pouch in half, and that already has solved the problem, because I'm weaning myself off, right? So I'm doing it, working with my inner child, and okay, I'm not ready to give it all up, but we gotta, and it was okay, I get it, because we were really sick, and it's also because of that, because if you just eat fruit and veggies, and then you grow them yourselves, like Dr. Robert Morsi says, you know, without all that miracle growing shit, like, you have to look into this stuff. Is this acidifying the stuff? Is this supposed to be acidic or alkaline? Because we need that balance inside of us, and animals have a slightly different pH, yes, as well. So we cannot eat all exactly the same things, but we can definitely find a compromise where, you know, we can find a way to basically all live together where our scraps are the food of others, like, you know, rats and uh, haters, how are you buddy? Like, Rats and mice, for example, a lot of people have been taught they're pests. They can be, <laughs> I've been through it, but they're actually useful because they can literally eat anything. They have the stomach for anything. They're actually the natural uh, green bean, you know, system that nature has provided. So when these animals are actually treated properly because they're very smart and they're, especially rats are very clean animals, contrary to popular belief, again, 
I actually go learn about shit and I observe as well, so I'm not just talking from secondhand bullshit information. These animals are actually very valuable and they can help us a lot. So when we learn to live in cooperation with nature rather than the way the cult has taught everybody, which is against nature, um, you find that, you know, it's a lot easier to do things. So the tapping thing allows pretty much anybody to go into that state where while you're going through like stuff I was going through last week where I fucking wanted to goddamn die because I was in that fucking much pain and I was like, I can't take this shit anymore. But I didn't even have the head pain, that's the thing. I'm just not able to deal with this shit anymore. And I was puking nothing for 11 hours and then when I think I'm done, Oh, I was, you know, when I was muddy for all music concert, I had to leave half an hour earlier because my stomach was like, I'm going to make you barf any time now. So I had to be next to the bucket and just wait. And then it took hours for me to barf, which makes me feel like shit. And then finally, in the evening, I get worse. And it was like I was going to fucking die. My head felt like it was going to explode. And that was the day after the full moon. Because the energy stays, I looked it up after, it stays <laughs> for a while. And I was like, yeah, I can feel it. I was dying. And then all of a sudden, gone. I'm like, fuck you. You know? So if I didn't watch what I eat and all the shit I do, in those moments, it would be so much worse. And then I went out and worked to make myself feel better. That's the thing, like during the day I worked and did all the garden. And then in the evening I, I went back to feel like shit for like four or five hours. But then the day after was better, and the day after was better. And all I did was no coffee, I ate nothing, no soup shit, and I had fruit and veggies, and that's it. That's all I did. And then I just waited it out. Before I had to take pills, oh, it was a production. And I never took many pills, but I was taking the blue gel cups, which are still sh sh shit, like if you read the side effects, they're real. So, you know, this stuff is very soothing. Like for me, for example, when I tap and my inner child is still very tense and I can tell, so I can tap, like this was me five years ago, I could tap and then um, half an hour later, <laughs> or an hour later, two hours later, three hours later, I could be triggered again, you know, into the insanity by something else, and so, um, I'd go back and talk more, but when I was at the level where, when the COVID, you know, was pushed completely on us, and in Canada, if you guys don't know, we're, like, really restricted, because if you talk about anything, that is what the mainstream wants to push. You are labeled as, um, you know, it's basically censored. And they're trying to pass laws to put people in jail to do that, like to express our opinions. This is like being high to insanity here. Um, it was very stressful because all of a sudden I couldn't work with, like I couldn't do the job that I've done for the past 10 years and I work hard on. You know, my natural vegan cleaning company that I worked my fucking ass off for. And I had just lost, like, five main clients in the past year. So I was really struggling, like, for money so much. It was insane. 
And then the COVID hit. I was like, you know, my uh, my survival went in, in fucking nuts over drive. And then I was getting panic attacks because all these idiots wearing the fucking face diapers. It's like they were triggering claustrophobia left, right, and center. And I was triggered back into my childhood because I almost died suffocated when I was 12 days old. So it wasn't in a time where, you know, I could even fucking speak. So it's very difficult to work through those triggers by yourself. That's where if I had the money, uh, when people say money doesn't matter, I say, no, I'd have to differ because in those cases, if I had the money, I would have paid for one of these coaches that I know that are good coaches and I would have been helped greatly and to go through much faster. But I guess, you know, everything happens for a reason and I'm guessing because I'm pretty sure about it. And so I had to learn about this stuff so I could help other people and do what I'm doing today, which is offering that gap that nobody has been offering because you don't make shit money from making organizations that are, you know, literally focused on helping people for free. And so, you know, yes, I, I put, I'll put courses out for pay for, but if you look at the courses and what I charge, is nothing in comparison to what the real price is. And the reason is, again, it's an organization. So it may not have that number, you know, that the government gives you, the fake law government, the corrupt system, but I am actually one of the few real philanthropists in the world today, and I know this and I'm very aware of it. So now I'm using the big word because apparently the people listen to that, right? So I've been doing it my whole life, ever since I was yay high, ever since I realized when I was six years old that big pharma was a big shit, and that they're not science, it's sub-science at best. And I learned at a very young age because I actually went through a lot of suffering at a very young age. And I had vested interest in learning, and my mom too. My mom had 36 warts, internal warts on her hands when she went seeking for macrobiotic. And she went to a conference and she then met the doctor and the doctor met all of us. And in three months, all of us, four of us in the family, got rid of all of our issues, physical issues. And my dad, that was the first time in my life that I saw my dad not being an asshole. Yes, a fucking major narcissistic... Uh, the word C comes to mind when I think of him back then because he had so much trauma. He was calm, he was laughing, it was a different person. Three months of strict macrobiotics. So I know what I'm talking about because unlike most of you, I have been through it and I've also met a lot of people throughout this. My mom was searching for this and these were our doctors. I never used Western fucking doctors. They were only used when we had no other choice. And the choice should always be there because I don't consider pharma medicine. And I don't give a shit what kind of bodies like the WHO and all these other beings, who I never elected by the way, want to tell me that they know better for my health. No, I know better for my health. You go fuck yourselves a little bit more because I don't need you. And I don't need to be in bed with you. I don't need to make friends with you. I'm telling you, if it was my choice, you'd be no longer around. Because what you do is not scientific in my books. And that's just my opinion. Other people can use it if they want to. Just stop trying to impose that shit on everybody. Period. Just like all this human-made law. If you haven't realized to this point that it's all made to screw you over, populace, 8 billion people, 
and to favor the ones who make those laws because there's two sets of people, some of them more equal than others. Them, apparently. The one we pay with our money that we make from offering actual goods and services that help others. Unlike what the government, the public servants do, which is steal our money, because remember, taxes were voluntary a long time ago, in the beginning when you go look into it. So, I had my first bank account when I was 26, and I was trained by my father, a very chauvinistic man, that women, you know, were a side piece to a man. And I said, very young age, go fuck yourself. And it's not with disrespect that I say it, but it's, uh, no. And I don't have many interests that a lot of women would have anyway, because lots of women on the autistic spectrum <laughs> also don't. And we high mask. So we do have interests that are more common, but we also have a lot of interests that are not common for women. And we also don't have the same interests a lot of women have in wasting time on their beauty and all that shit. These eyebrows are, I don't pluck them, they're naturally like that. I don't do shit on myself because, I mean, I clean myself and I try and do the best I can, but I, I don't do any of the other stuff because I don't really enjoy it. The only thing I do is the nails because of the ASMR. And quite frankly, it's just easier in this way than using regular nail polish. If I was going to do that anyway, it would be either natural nails, no ASMR in that way, and I like touching. So that's the only thing I do. That is also probably affecting my health a little bit. Um, even if it's natural stuff, whatever, it's still stuff on top of your nails, and you know, it's not really meant to be there. However, you know, pick your evil. So, I said, okay, well, you know, I don't eat anything, I don't do anything, I, you know, fuck, what am I, a goddamn saint? And never, I'm not. So, I gotta do something bad, right? And, jokes aside, you know, it could be well affecting my health too, right? But, hey, I'll figure it out, if it is. However, um... I haven't really been put in a position where I could easily learn about the monetary system or anything. And when I looked into it, I was well in my 30s and it was life-changing, you know, to <laughs> look, holy shit, you know, I was actually in my 40s. Uh, I was like 40 um, when I really started to look into the monetary system. I understood it was fucked because of direct personal experience and the fact that I'm not brain dead you know, like some other people, but <laughs> at the same time, I was like, I couldn't quite understand the whole thing, and, and then I started looking into it more, and I was like, oh, now it makes all sense, now I get it, and so, like, what I had observed finally made sense in its fullest, right, it's like when I learn about neuroscience, and then I go, oh, now I know why I was feeling that way about that person, and now, because I have learned, and I'm still learning, because I wish I could have gone, like if I had become a therapist, for example, I wouldn't use the Western method, really, but that would have helped me in one way. I would have been exposed to how they help you recognize things. They help you become versed in basically working with such people and understanding their body language and stuff. And, you know, autistic people sometimes, if I just came from my brain perspective, I would have a really hard time understanding where you guys come from, and I do. And so, for me, what has always saved me is that my heart center is really, really in tune with that kind of stuff, and so I just feel what you feel, and so I know what you're feeling, I just sometimes don't, I don't 
understand why you're feeling that way and because a lot of times it feels like it's my feelings many times when I was younger I thought why am I feeling like this it wasn't me at all but I was feeling what was going on around me but my brain did not catch on like the, the, the brain of you know these neurotypical people who understand each other because they understand certain things they're built in that way I'm not and so I was an odd woman in a very chauvinistic country. And granted, it wasn't as bad as when my grandma, you know, she couldn't even play the mandolin because she was a woman. I mean, this is insanity to me, right? But it's not. It's a reality, guys. And this is where I grew up. So if I learn about this shit, anybody can. And if I, if I manage to work through, you know, heavy-duty fucking eons of trauma, because face it, I've lived pretty much my whole life in trauma and the past three four years have been hard on all of us right now picture this past three four years your whole life because that's what some of us have been through and we haven't even been through a war imagine if we had that on top of it so have the understanding that this stuff not only works it's really fast and it's easy and it's free and that's why I keep talking about it, is because ultimately, if everybody did this, our issues would be gone. So what came up for me last week was, and that's what I want to talk about right now, because this is what we're going to talk. Uh, so you can also think about maybe your stuff if you have fears or problems. So uh, one of the things that came up was, uh, I am alone. Nobody cares about me. <laughs> I'm writing them as they come up. I'll give it a sad later, okay? So, and so, you know, I'm very messy when I write like this, and then I usually rewrite my notes, which is also apparently an autistic thing a lot of autistic people do. But because I like order, and I really can't stand this shit this messy, but I cannot be orderly when I'm doing this, because I'm driven by my inner child. It's really hilarious and it's proven, like scientists have done a lot of studies around this stuff. It's pretty interesting when I go and read the science afterwards and I'm like, oh, that explains it. I love learning stuff because for me it's all about using it to, to find solutions. And that's the right mind to have the power. When you have the power, like the code, but you don't know how to use it, you become low frequency like them, and then you become inconsequential. Because in our world, it was built so that we are all privy to having this information and this power. But when you misuse it, that gets taken away from you. And that's a karma, and that's all the shit that all these people talk about. That's my take on this. But that's what I've experienced throughout my whole life. When I look back from a perspective of actually being you know, really grounded, is that when you misuse power, there is no mercy for that. You will be put in a position where you experience that, because the only way for people to learn kindness is to actually go through the mistreatment themselves. So when we mistreat anyone else out of ignorance and we think we're doing it to help them, then we get put in that position. Right or wrong, that's how the universe teaches us. And it's very effective and you know it also goes in the other way in the positive so when we're really in tune and we get the nuances 
we don't suffer as much at that point because we're actually in tune and we become more graceful. And this is from someone who, I'm as caustic as fucking pure acid sometimes, and I know this. My inner shadow, when she comes out, she can fucking burn you. I can just look at you when I'm triggered, and I have made people shit their pants, apparently. And they have told me over and over, and I don't say it to be fun. Like, it makes me laugh, because I'm, like, so tiny and so inconsequential in reality. But it's true. Like, I have seen myself, because I've taped myself. And then I look at my ass, like, holy shit, yeah. And that's the survival so, you know, we all have that inside of us, and we need to listen to it, and we need to honor it, and we need to befriend it in a way, because it just wants us to be safe, and it doesn't want to hurt others. It's not really in our nature. That's all fake bullshit, guys. We don't have anything to be hunters. We just don't have it. But we can survive. We are survivors. That is different. And so if, if I'm... The hunting becomes the survival way. Well, do that. Because that's the part that is driving us. The survival. And I'll do anything to survive. But when we use it correctly, that's when we become the real powerful beings. And everybody can do it. And you know what? I'm not rich monetarily, but I'm rich in every other freaking way. And no, I don't want a partner yet. Because... Um, I need to heal a lot more with my inner child before I could even think about that, to be honest. If I had anyone right now, it would create the same old patterns of bullshit and trauma, because I know they're not gone yet. However, I'm so happy where I am in so many ways, and a lot of things that really were so negative in my life. Even going through three days like I've experienced last week, would have been so much harder with the old patterns I had before. And I really owe it all to this tapping and how, yeah, I spent over three grand Canadian to learn a lot about this shit. Yes, to have the professional course and stuff. I couldn't finish it because I lost all my clients. It was insane. It was like, you know, my unconscious really was like, no, you can't, you can't, you know, I was learning all the truth, and it was like, no, then, because I'm not someone who sits on her ass and just say, I'm a victim, no, I'm gonna, I'm a little tiny shit, but I will fucking keep going at it, and that's the thing, you know, like, well, slow and steady, I'm gonna fucking get there, so, unless they get me first, but if they get me first, I always say, if I become a spirit, you're fucked. Because as a human being, I'm very limited. But as a spirit, <laughs> so think of it in that way, people. You know, um, we are well more than just a bodysuit, and I honor and I love it, and I take care of it as much as I can, and I appreciate it. But don't ever comply with bullshit and go against your true selves. Because that is the real killer. That is what kills you for real. When you're true to yourselves and you do the, the things that are actually in line with natural law, you're always gonna feel good in the end. Even when you feel like shit, because you know in your core that you've done the best you could for real. And that you have stayed true. Instead of you know, becoming the sellouts 
and that's from fear. So it's not to judge them, it's from fear. I was yelling, why am I here? Why is that my dog scared from me? That's other bullshit. But this is the triggered, you know, the pain. When we're in pain, we're in fight or fight. <laughs> That's what most people don't realize. Physical pain will trigger you in fight or fight. And depending on the level of pain and the tolerance of the person, so how sensitive is your nervous system, so if your nervous system is attuned to feel the, the tiniest energy frequency and can tune in to and understand and, you know, uh, feel what others feel, you must understand that nervous system is also kind of sensitive in some ways unless it's treated properly. And most of us have been through a lot of abuse. We have eaten crap, but also our water is being polluted, our air is constantly polluted, we, our mind is constantly polluted with crap. Of course, we're always in flight or fight, and when we're always in flight or fight, our body doesn't regenerate, our mind cannot regenerate, and our spirit cannot replenish. Do you see where the problem is? But when you willingly take the time to do this, and you take the time to explain to your unconscious, we need to do this because of this and this and this, the unconscious wants to keep you alive. It's not like trying to talk to a psychopath who doesn't give a shit about your well-being. Your unconscious wants you to be alive. So it will work as long as you do it and you take the time. And there are many ways you can apply this with other techniques. You know, respecting your own credo and your own needs. And it's very important to respect our own needs because if we don't respect ourselves, we cannot respect others. And that is the bottom line. So, it was a hard week. And I, I am writing down the stuff now. Thinking about, you know, nobody cares about me. Um, I'll write down not even my dogs. Because even now it's not a big one, but it kind of comes up sometimes. So write down your list of whatever can be troubling you, whatever your fears are right now. And see how um, they feel, you know, like tap on them. Don't just, you know, just tap as you do this stuff because that's what really helps to, you know. See, it looks like I'm disappearing in the sky. It's, it's fun, I love this filter. So just tap, tap along the video, you know, if you... I just like tapping, it really makes me feel so relaxed. Oh, then I was asking, why am I here? <laughs> why am I here? If I'm always sick, And nobody listens to me anyway. <laughs> That's another big one. This comes up so much, it's insane. And then, um, oh, then I'll say, you are an abuser to my roommate. 
instead of seeing you're being abusive, you know? Like, that's abuse, right? <laughs> and that's like, you know. Uh, then, fuck this world. Okay, that was another one that was coming up. I'm not editing uh, because, you know, fuck them all. That was the other one. Who cares? Let them suffer. You know, they don't listen anyway. So this is what you do. So if you can tape yourself, tape yourself. If you want to, you know, get up, watch it. You can tap and you watch that. That's uh, very convenient. I do that with the stream sometimes, you know, I just go in the stream. Um, so, anything that comes in our life can be used for good. If we are centered, we can see it. When we're not centered, uh, it looks like, you know, it's negative. And so, even evil can be used for good when we're centered, and that's the whole secret. So when people uh, make fun of, you know, the breathing, for example, my inner child gets really pissed, but my higher self is like, yeah, it's funny, don't forget to breathe, because, you know, it's like, <laughs> because when you laugh about stuff, you actually help people change state, and the unconscious pays attention. And so the unconscious pays attention, and when the unconscious pays attention, just like with everything else, you break, you know, and again, Eric Dubay also was talking about this. You know, when you uh, break um, your skin, breaks and stuff, your unconscious is the part that is like, okay, you need to repair that. Like, it's all done by this supercomputer, right? That we can work with and use at our advantage once we tap and once we learn to actually integrate all those parts of us that disagree on all these different topics. And so the more you tap and the more you stay true to taking care of yourselves, the faster the process will go through, the better you will feel, and the more we will be able to help those who need it also badly, because I know that if I went on the way I was going on, uh, I wouldn't have lasted much longer, and I may die tomorrow for what I know, but I can tell you one thing, these past few years have been of much better quality for me than my entire life before. Before I was 40, my life was so fucking hard in every single way that I, when I look back sometimes, I think, how the fuck did you not throw yourself off of a building? It's just because you had vertigo. But I thought about that because you get points where it's like, I can't take it anymore. It's so much pain. And I couldn't soothe myself like a lot of people do with drinking or drugs. Food was the only thing, and even that would have stronger repercussions. So I, I stopped buying cheese, I stopped buying all the things that would help me relax, that were really bad for me also, because I couldn't afford, at the rate I could eat them for how stressed I was. When I learned tapping, it was truly the emotional freedom techniques I needed. And when I went down that rabbit hole, all the economic problems started, because when I signed up for that course, in that year, I lost five major clients, and I went from being able to pay the monthly fee to not being able to pay for it at all. And then for one year, uh, no, for 
Yeah, it was about one year. They tried to help me to defer the payments, but I couldn't pay. I said, I, I just, I don't see it happening. And now with the COVID, I'm fucked. And so I was in so, um, you know, hyperventilation between my uh, problem with claustrophobia, between the complex PTSD that I was working on, between the fact that my family literally fucking abandoned me, and the fact that I was living with someone who hates hated my guts and you know still just they just tolerate me because they feel bad because they realize that she's not a bitch she just went through a lot of shit and she, she like you know the, these people would get upset when they would hang out with our friends his friends my roommate's friends because um i would pass out when we were hanging out for example after my father died i was at their place a few times we hung out together and i would pass out on the couch and uh, I would just be there, you know, listening to them, but, um, you know, sort of like sleeping or relaxing, or I would work and do something. And they took it, you know, that way, not realizing, oh, I'm actually neurodivergent. It's actually, you know, I'm not built like you. So some things, um, it's because of that. It's not, I'm being rude. They took it as it was being rude. I wasn't. Or when I was honest and direct, they took it as rudeness. So then, you learn to mask those things and so people perceive you as fake and you are fake in terms of your your high masking autistic so you're trying to cover up what is natural for you and what society is just not built to accept and it's really difficult to um you know distinguish between one's complex ptsd what is high masking autism when you haven't had an you know the uh, specific training and exposure to all the shit for you know years like some therapists get so if i have had that crap you know i would be one of the best out there right now because i do have a great grasp of all the shit and i've done it all by myself so i'm not being arrogant about this i'm just saying i have passion and i i really care about this and i spent my whole entire life trying to figure this shit out because i came from so much trauma and my higher self and my unconscious knew it but my conscious self didn't and could not remember and many people out there are like this so they think they had a great childhood but they didn't they were actually abused heavily and they just forgot it all and tapping will allow you to work with the stuff on your own and feel better and especially for the majority of us who haven't had the money and anyone wanted to really help us for free. Because, yeah, it's true. Even in EFT Universe, they could have said, Wow, we see the value in you. You can't pay us right now. But you know what? Finish the course. We'll give you the full graduation ticket. We'll, you know, and then when you start making money through what we're doing, pay us back then. They didn't say that. They just went so far, right? Because everybody's fearful in reality. Because I'm, because I, like, if one of their trainers who is now doing the higher level training, who is also a Reiki master, and he's about my age, probably a little younger, I, I'm not 100% sure, but anyway, she's around my age. She said, oh, I never heard anybody, you know, speak in terms of energy where when you eat pain, then you feel it in your body, and, you know, uh, it basically, you know, affects you on all levels, blah, blah, blah. I never heard anybody else say that. 
And I was thinking to myself, you are uh, a Reiki master. I mean, the whole concept of Reiki is that, you know, if you don't keep your channels clean, if you are not vegan, it's like those people who say they're doing yoga. You know, you're not doing yoga unless you're vegan. You're doing some yoga. So realize that it does have an effect on the energy and the quality. But they're all at the end level that so it's it's not to guilt people it's just more to make them realize there is a difference and it does matter but it's a stepping ladder and so we all go through steps right so is it helpful to shame and make people feel shitty for the step they're on or is it better to say well you know great no i don't uh you know i don't embrace non-veganism but I'm not shaming you for it because you, we were all trained to think in a certain way. We were all, um, you know, made to believe a bunch of bullshit. And those of us who were sick enough and who were lucky enough, basically, to go through a really shitty life had a chance to open our eyes. And those of us who care are here trying to tell you because otherwise you're going to experience that shit yourself. And it's not to scare you into that, because if you that's your path, you will survive just like we will, and you will learn. However, it's the natural law that you need to share what can help others in any way. And once we learn this, then we can learn all the other stuff. And so for me, you know, it has been really useful, it has been really helpful. And this is a process that I'm going through. So I have already written down enough stuff to work on. So uh, I'm going to, in the next uh, session when I come on, I'm going to do some tapping on some of the stuff that I wrote down. So I wrote down I'm alone and nobody uh, cares about me. And um, all those things that I wrote down, in the next phase we're going to give it a side level. Then I'm going to pick, uh, no, then actually what I wanted to do today, let's see, I get confused in my tiny ass mind sometimes, I love you, um, it's okay to accept ourselves, you know, it's totally fine to joke, it's a way to heal as well, it's not just to dissociate, if you don't have humor, it's going to be really tough to go through certain things as well, and to pull yourself out of it if you're working by yourself. So if you can afford one of those coaches, go for it, because it will make your life a lot better. <laughs> but you can also stay here, and you'll still get there. Um, and plus, you'll you know you'll see me making an ass out of myself, which I'm not doing because hey, see I don't need to breathe that stuff like a clown to be a clown. I'm just naturally a goof and a dork, so yeah, apparently. So I'll go through this, and I'll. I'll give it a sud and then uh, I'll, I'll basically go through the list and I'll show you the method um, that you can use with the Ho'oponopono prayer or even the method that, um, I forget her name again, that lady who has that free course, I'll get her name, I'm sorry, I just saw it before but now it escapes again, this dissociation, big time, and um, I will show you how you can apply it with the tapping and to do her way of releasing which is very useful and so we'll use a little bit of reiki as well so for those of you who haven't been attuned to reiki don't worry everybody has healing palms 
So you don't have to be attuned to Reiki to actually just use your palms and use your tapping points. We all have meridians on our body. So uh, that's all you'll be using. But those of you who want to be attuned, I already put out a couple videos, both on the podcast and on the YouTube channel, where you can go and get attuned uh, to just do it on yourself and your own animals. So it's not for people who want to practice it on other people, because for that you need a little more training because you need to learn more how the natural law works and how to use it in healing. It's very important to be always respectful. Healing is a personal journey. And even though we mean to heal others, you know, we can't heal them. We can only put them in a state of relaxation and they will heal themselves. So our intention will certainly help them, but healing cannot be imposed. And when we seek to impose healing on others, we're actually overstepping the boundary and we don't get the help from all that is in that. That's more in line with witchcraft, I would say, than actual, the real magic, if you want to call it magic, that is part of being, you know, a nursling with these energies. And dogs and animals of all kinds do it too. So um, they all have their own healing power as well. So even with our animals, like I felt so shitty when my mini died because I, you know, I knew I had to let her go. And even yesterday, oh, that's another one. I that I'm talking about this. I want to write it down. I feel so guilty for Mini because it's my fault. And it's not true. Uh, but, um, if that's how a part of me feels, I need to address it. Um, and each point has its own thing, but what we want to try and do uh, for a little bit is just put these fears in there and do the letting go in the way that the Oponopono does, in the way this very nice lady does. It's She's Anna something, I mean. So Anna, yeah, it just, my, my memory is like, it's like your mom's name, right? Anna and something else, like the name, the last name, I don't remember. But I, I will attach the link again so you can go and check her video. And I would suggest you watch all her video and then at the end there is the link to her free course, which is very good and I suggest you go and look into it. Um, it's free, so again, you know, you don't have to spend a cent, it's more, a little bit of your time. And um, so we'll do something very similar to what she teaches, and then you can go and watch her course and apply what she teaches, okay? So I just think it's good to support each other and to help each other in our journey and to share each other's work as well. So whether they do it back, it doesn't matter. Every now and then my inner child comes out and goes, That's not fair! I go, well, I know I understand how you can think that, but in reality, energy always exchanges itself even when our ego self doesn't see it. So, sorry.
I did it right this time, yes. So before I called her, no, sorry. So I called her before and she barked and every time they bark, um, I, I do this voice for her, come here. And so they come and then as soon as they come, I praise them because that's what you need to do. And then, you know, you praise them and you say no barking, you praise them and first, then you can tell them no barking a lot. But what I did before was I was telling her no barking right away instead of praising her for coming so good come you know and then no barking and so she went out again because she's very stubborn in that way so I just closed the door so again you train yourself right like I fucked up before if you want to call it that and I corrected myself and maybe next time I fuck up again who the hell knows because they get very triggered when they bark it's like instant it's like it takes 12 seconds to really go into full trigger mode. So, you, you like, um, no, not 12 seconds. It's 12, 12 milliseconds, 12 seconds. <laughs> Depends on the trigger. All I know is that it's not 12 seconds for me. When it's a, a real trigger, I'm there before I can even, like, um, it's like reflex, you know, like when, the, when I used to horseback ride, I never injured myself because of this, actually. Um, my um, reaction time is so quick because my unconscious is keeping me safe. My logical, you know, brain is not there at all. And afterwards, after I was saved, my unconscious, my logical brain would come on and go, what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, we're in the ditch, what, what happened? But I was still on the horse, you know. And uh, like everybody would look at me and go, how the fuck are you still on the horse? <laughs> like everyone's so quick and reacting. So when I actually fell off the horses because I was, <laughs> I was wanting to get off the horses because I was really fucking scared. It was a pony, you know, and the pony went up in a candle position. And then from this position turned totally 90 degrees and started galloping full speed. And the bastards, ponies, they're smarter than, uh, than horses apparently, and I'm telling you, it was a horny pony, so that's why <laughs> I almost freaking got killed by a horny pony. So when the horny pony stopped, I instantly cleaned myself off as I fuck this, I'm off. And then um, another time was when I was riding this Palomino quarter horse mix that was uh, this dude that I was dating, a cheater too, that fucking bastard. Anyway, uh, he, you know, I was helping him because he was working so much, he had no time to ride his horse. And so, this horse was pretty uh, stressed, and I, I got too comfortable with the horse. And I didn't have any stirrups because this dude was so tall compared to me. His horse was huge compared to me. But it was doing very well, we were, you know, bonding and stuff. But I, it was in this position again, and you know, the only way he could run was to turn 90 degrees. And I was drinking, 
and I made noise with the bottle, and then I had let the the reins go for a second. It was like a millisecond, okay? Because I was so thirsty. And the damn freaking thing turned 90 degrees and started galloping full speed, and we were in a ring. It was a square, not a ring. And so the damn thing, you know, it was like, I grabbed somehow the things, the, the reins, I don't know how the fuck I didn't, I didn't fall off because these horses have so much power in the rear, it was insane. Not having stirrups long, like that were fitting me, I had only my legs, I, I was very strong with my legs, thank god. So I stayed on some, somehow, then I look at my left hand and it's like the bottle is there. Fuck this, I dumped the bottle, right? I grabbed the freaking horn of the saddle. And I'm trying to stop this freaking crazy horse, and it's going full speed, what it seems like, against the fence. And of course, horses will never go against a fence, because they see shit 20 times bigger. But I forgot in that moment, of course, I was in survival. So the horse turns, and the flow flows. And I took down the whole fucking fence, I hit my right side, actually, my left side, sorry so bad and it was probably the last of my ribs but I tell you when the weather changes that rib always freaking hurts and it's probably the end or something so I have multiple injuries because I, I've been through a, a little bit of stuff it's not as crazy as other riders you know who lost fingers and yeah they lost digits and all things and stuff like that but like when you do the dressage and those competitions they can be fucking brutal so yeah, it's it's not that I haven't done stupid shit where I could have easily injured myself, including, you know, riding without a saddle with my friend to teach him, <laughs> where we both fell down and my horse just jumped above us and looked at us like, you fucking idiots. You know, and he fell right above me and I had a bruise this size on my hip forever. I could have, we could have both hurt us ourselves, right? But yeah, I mean, I've done stupid shit, but I was a very good rider too, and I, you know, if if I wasn't as rigid because of all the stress that I went through in my life, my muscles would have actually been even more cooperative, and yeah, like I was the right size, I could have been really a good rider if I, if I really want, it's like volleyball, you know, if I had a few more inches, you know, or they didn't bend, people were short like me, I could have easily become like something more, and um, it just didn't happen, so obviously it wasn't, you know, those were part of my lessons too, I think, where I had to learn to basically be really crushed, and my dreams crushed, and so, you know, seek more dreams, basically, um, and what's really important in reality, but yeah, I love sports, and I miss them, and it's part of the reason why these past three, four years have been really hard for me, because I'm someone who, in spite of all my injuries, and in spite of, you know, the excuse I could have to not really do much physically, I just can't stop moving, you know, it's just like, it's so exhausting for me to sit on my ass all day and not just, you know, move around, it's a natural thing for me. So I need both, I, I love my quiet time, I love, you know, to do um, stuff with just my brain, but I really need the whole encompassing experience for myself. And so that's what I'm seeking to create in my life. And I think a lot of people are now uh, reaching that point where they finally also want to bring that into reality. So why shouldn't we do it together, guys? 
By the way, if you haven't followed the art strips on Kick, please do so. He's great. Uh, Darius is awesome. I just love Darius. And by the way, Darius, if you're still there, um, you know, if you ever want to be a mod, let me know. I just, I honestly did that because I didn't want you to feel like you had to work. <laughs> so, but if you want to be a mod, let me know. I'm totally like, you know, I'm very direct and I, I, I don't really pussyfoot down on stuff. And, um, I've, I've been trained to not say exactly what I felt in some situations because, you know, social expectations, but um, I don't agree with any of that. And what I'm training my inner child is that it's okay to say the truth. You just have to learn to, uh, you know, be mindful of other people's um, sensitivity. Just like you would like them to be sensible and sensitive with you. And so it's again about working with ourselves and bettering ourselves and becoming better versions of who we truly are, right? So this is just our bodysuit, guys. And I don't say just to diminish its importance. It's more to say it's not the only thing that we really are. This is just the way we come in existence here, to have a specific experience that is aimed to help us grow specifically in a certain way, while we specifically also help all that is in the whole growth. So it's always give and take with energy. And see, now the dogs are very calm. But I have been training myself to this. Yesterday, the day before, the day before, was not quite as patient. And I would tap on it and tell them I'm sorry after. But it's a, a work in progress, that's what I'm saying. So when we're really sick and we lose our patience easily, is because when we're feeling unwell, we are already triggered. That's why we react. So rather than being so judgmental with ourselves and others, just start tapping for them if they're too sick to do it for themselves. And realize that when we tap on ourselves, we're helping others as well. So I'll see you when the timer is up and we'll work on those things that uh, you wrote down for yourself. And I'll work on the things I wrote down for myself. Okay?